Hi everyone, welcome to this special episode of 21st Century Saints. We are pleased to be here with you and we are extending a special welcome to the intended audience of this special episode, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, specifically um, the First Presidency and the Quorum of the Twelve. We hope to be able to address you directly during this episode and uh, we are hopeful that our spirit of um, being able to work together for um, for the best interests of the church will come across. We're, we're hoping that this will be a positive experience for everyone, so we're excited to be here. I am your host, Jane Christie, and this is my co-host for the evening, Sarah Elizabeth Delaney. Do you want to say hey, Sarah? Hello, everyone. I keep saying yeah. Sarah, I'm so sorry, I'm so rude. We are here again to further the cause of safeguarding the most vulnerable in our faith community. And we're going to do this super briefly tonight um, because we uh, want to support our fellow Brit Avengers over here in the UK who are going live at seven o'clock. We'll tell you about that in a moment. What I wanted to ask you about, Sarah, just super briefly, um, the... Ideally, it would be wonderful if our church leaders, and we know many of our church leaders do listen. We we are very aware yeah. of that. Um, and we speak as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints ourselves, who have been affiliated with the church, who serve in the church for many, many years. We know that the church recently safeguarding um, and abuse has been in the news. Could you speak to um, the number one thing thing that we sort of often hear um, that we have the gold standard of safeguarding in the church that the policies we currently have are sufficient could you speak to that for us please the policies and procedures that are operating within the church jesus christ of latter-day saints do not meet even the minimum standards recommended by the uk government there is a document called working together last updated in july 2022 that is supposed to direct the work of all safeguarding, of all partnerships and all agencies, the uh, guidance around the importance of background checks, the importance of safeguarding training, and the importance of information being displayed upon the walls in every building where a church activity takes place. None of these standards are being implemented across the United Kingdom. This is an absolute failure of safeguarding and this failure of safeguarding is leading to some of the examples that people are coming to us with of their experiences of abuse in the church. For example, a young man abused by his young men's president when the bishop had been made aware by several other families of abusive behaviour. When this finally went to the police many, many years later, it turned out that another young person had already made a complaint. The bishop was fully aware and had taken no action. People self-disclosing to bishops that they have abused a child and no action being taken. No culture within the church and within the organisation that says we believe abuse happens. And I absolutely accept you have information on your website, but that is not displayed prominently in the buildings that visitors and children can see and access and know who to talk to and how to get help. There is no close partnership and liaison with external experts in the field of safeguarding. This is leaving children at significant risk. We are hearing 
about, and I, and I know of experiences when convicted sex offenders have arrived at church and have just sat in meetings and bishops have considered it good enough to ask missionaries to sit next to them. That is not safeguarding. There are experiences where people with multiple sexual convictions have arrived at church and have started being taught by missionaries and there is no safeguarding in place and no advice being taken from experts. It is not okay that we leave children at risk. Um, I am going to interrupt our scheduled conversation um, just to make the announcement that Buckingham Palace have um, just announced that Her Majesty the Queen has, has died. Um, this is obviously going to be a time in the United Kingdom, the British Isles and the Commonwealth where we embark upon a period of mourning. And in that spirit, um, we had considered, you know, that, that tonight we were aware that Her Majesty was extremely ill um, and we had considered whether we should possibly look at rescheduling. We have decided to go ahead um, just to have this brief conversation with our church leaders because we believe that despite a period of national mourning, we are coming to you in mourning for our brothers and sisters who have been affected by the subject of childhood sexual abuse within the church. We have been personally contacted and have so many stories that we have collected from survivors and those also who did not survive the experiences that happened to them. These are real people. These are our brothers and sisters that we are speaking to you about today. So when we talk about the vulnerable, um, Sarah, would you talk about who, who are the vulnerable? Who are the people who we are talking about safeguarding would apply to who? The vulnerable people that we're talking about are all children and young people under the age of 18 and vulnerable adults. Those adults that may have a learning disability, a physical disability, a sensory disability, an emotional, psychological difficulty that leaves them susceptible and vulnerable. We are talking about anybody who is possibly at risk of being manipulated, groomed, coerced, threatened into behaviour that is harmful and detrimental to their well-being. Our baptismal covenants demand that we sit in mourning with those that mourn. And as Jane rightly mentioned, our hearts go out to Her Majesty and her family at this moment. And our hearts go out to those victims that we should be rightfully mourning with. Absolutely. So we have, um, in the spirit of, uh, in fact, Sarah, could you maybe talk about the invitation that was extended by Dallin H. Oaks in a, in a recent talk about protecting the children? Absolutely. I cannot repeat this quote verbatim, but the essence of the quote was that Dallin H. Oaks was discussing children and the welfare and well-being of children. And he said that children are vulnerable. They are reliant on people around them for the things that are most important and vital to their well-being and that we should speak up for children and, I, and I, I take that commission seriously we should be speaking up on behalf of children it's not and I just want to say this very clearly to the leaders in the UK and to the first presidents in Corn of the Twelve it is not okay for us to sit around and wait and think oh well I'll wait until Salt Lake City send me a direction and tell me what to do. That doesn't protect children and it won't protect you if there is an abuse allegation that you could have prevented. 
you absolutely need to start acting upon abuse now. We have, we have offered to be available to provide advice, consultation, and I'll direct you to resources that could get very, very robust, stringent safeguarding in place very quickly. And we stand by that offer. Now, we um, also want to be able to pass on our apologies, um, our co-host um, and advocate Alana Wilson-Brice isn't able to be with us this evening. She's feeling a bit under the weather and so she is in the chat. This subject means a lot and Alana's voice represents survivors of childhood sexual abuse, of domestic abuse um, and we are so grateful for the work that has been done by Sarah and by Alana in the background and by all of you who have been helping. We have um, we want to announce um, our open letter, um, which I believe, Sarah, you are going to get in the post. So um, it's actually going to be physical copies are going to be sent to, to church headquarters. Yeah. But tonight, what we would like to do is to direct you to our new website, which is 21stCenturySaints.org, where you will find all of this information. Now, on the page which talks about the open letter. Um, I would like to read that to you. And again, we, this is an open letter, President Sister Nelson, all of the general boards, our area authorities, but we are asking the First Presidency and the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles um, to understand that, that this is an open letter which we're sending to you. An open letter to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. As organisations and individuals who have an interest in the welfare of children, youth and vulnerable adults in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we have serious concerns about safeguarding procedures within the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The recent Associated Press article has caused a great deal of concern from within and outside of the Latter-day Saint faith community. We believe that the Church's response to the article is wholly insufficient and does not alleviate concerns raised by the AP article. Basic safeguarding procedures are not being followed within the church. Congregants who work directly and closely with children, youth and vulnerable adults are not subject to criminal background checks. No safeguarding information is on display in our building. There is no training for members or leaders in the church with the exception of an extremely poor and wholly insufficient online video which lasts for less than 30 minutes. The Handbook of Instructions contains insufficient procedural advice. This is not safeguarding. One, we ask that you ensure that all members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who will or who may work with children and vulnerable adults be subject to criminal background checks. Two, we ask that bishops and any lay members report suspected cases of abuse to the relevant authorities immediately in all areas of the world. Three, we ask you to ensure that safeguarding procedures are brought to an acceptable and ideally high standard. We would like to make you personally aware of specific instances where people in the church throughout the world have been harmed by these failings. 
Currently, we would draw your attention to the ongoing Scottish child abuse inquiry, where some of these issues have been courageously spoken of by survivors. We offer to meet with you in order to share with you the lived and ongoing experiences of those who have been impacted most. Presidents and elders, we testify to you that they are the most distressing things we have ever heard. We believe that you will understand the seriousness of, the seriousness of these issues and the urgency with which we need you to act. Yours sincerely, 21st Century Saints, Jane Christie, Alana Wilson-Brice and Sarah Elizabeth Delaney. And we'd also like to introduce you tonight to our co-signatures on uh, this open letter. And when I say our, our, our co-signers, it's so far, there are more people are contacting us every day to ask that their names be added to this open letter. So the names so far who have who have signed, which you can go and have a look at on our website, um, the whole cast of the Brit Vengers podcasting team, we have Nemo the Mormon, we have Laura and Julian Heath, who are presenters, Peter Bleakley of Mormon Civil War, Priesthood Dispatches from YouTube, Bill Real from Mormon Discussions. Thank you, Bill Real. Radio Free Mormon, his podcast. Thank you so much, RFM, for uh, for co-signing our open letter. Marco Fuentes from Mormon Neurodivergence. Mormon Neurodivergence. Thank you so much, Marco. Drew Hunter, social commentator. Thank you, Drew. Natasha Helfer, we love you so much. Thank you so much for all the work you do and continue to do. Thank you for signing our open letter, Natasha. Lynn Bleakley, social media commentator and our own Mormon Freedom Fairy. Scott from Ramiumpton Ruminations, whose work is incredible. Maven Brody, our dear Maven, uh, who is a broadcaster across the whole Mormon spectrum. Katie Moore, also known as Greenwich Spinach Oil Stories, um, uh, who's on TikTok, who's on YouTube and is doing incredible work for Protect the Children, taking up the reins uh, from Sam Young on keeping an eye on things that are happening on the Protect the Children page. Um, she's a co-admin. Um, she's doing incredible work there. So thank you for the work that you do, Katie, and thank you for signing our co-signing our open letter and finally we have Brian Bressy who is an activist who's also um, doing some incredible work um, which we're going to be excited to tell you about there's some activism that's happening uh, during the month of September so we're going to put you share some links about all the things that he's going to be doing too. Now those are our co-signers those are the main organizations and interested individuals. We are now um, offering anyone who is interested, no matter who you are or where you are, if you would like to co-sign our open letter, then please send us a message through any of our Facebook channels. Um, any of uh, any of the 21st century team directly just let them know, let us know that you, you would like to put your name in. If you want to keep it anonymous and just uh, just maybe let us know the area that you live in, um, that would be wonderful. You can also contact us via our new website, which again is 21stCenturySaints.org. Now, in addition to that, um, the website will also let you know more about the Safeguarding Project. You also from there can sign the petition where we are specifically asking the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to background check 
all people who may or who do work with children and vulnerable adults. So we have a petition, we have an open letter, we also have template letters available on the website which are easy for you to access, download and to inspire you to hopefully write your own letter or use that as a template to contact your um, elected representatives or your church leaders direct. Again, you can keep that anonymous. We are you know the the fact that the letters are getting out is is what's important to us if you want to contact us there are forms available and of course you can always donate to the page so with that um would you sarah like to summarize what yeah. you'd like to say to um the president of the church yeah we have been working to try and bring to the attention of leaders. I have spoken with numerous state presidents and bishops over numerous years about risk and safeguarding, and we have had no successful outcome from that, hence the activist stance that we have now taken. I have been in contact with most, if not quite all, but most of the leading child protection charities throughout the United Kingdom this week. I've had previous working relationships with a lot of them and I've been in contact with them and spoken with them. I sent a message detailing some examples of proven abuse that people have come to us with that we could talk about. And there are many, many, many of those cases. The reply I had back from one of these charities that has asked to meet with us as a matter of urgency and we will be meeting with them the week of the 19th of September to look at how they can support bringing about change in the church's safeguarding failures. The response I got was, firstly, thank you for such a detailed email of some significant unaddressed risks that are occurring within the church it's very concerning that you have mentioned the lack of structure in place for safeguarding when the church is such a large worldwide organisation organization, but seems unable to resource or fund safeguarding. That is, I'm not going to name the charity this week. We will after we've met with them and have their permission to name them. That is a significantly internationally renowned children's charity in this country and everything we shared with them is proven cases of abuse and failures in this country. And as Dan and H. Oaks said, and Alana's just popped up to remind us, we need decision makers who are going to put their children's interests ahead of their own interests. Safeguarding is not going to cost you much money. It's not going to cost you a lot of work, but it needs to be done and it needs to be done urgently. And we will continue to increase the work and activism that we do until such times as we believe we can sit back and rejoice in the safety of children in this faith community because that is what they deserve. And yet again, I want to stress that we don't stand here to destroy and harm. We stand here to build up and strengthen and we offer our support to do that. But ungodly silence and inaction is no longer an option. Beautifully put. Thank you so much, Sarah. Um, to Sarah's voice, I add my own and on behalf of Alana. We need to be stepping up to help our vulnerable and our elderly, the LGBTQ communities who are part of those vulnerable groups, we we have so far to go. And to 
be part of the church at a time when real significant change is able to happen in this area is something that I find inspiring and exciting. Mm -hmm. One of the most exciting things for me about being a member of the church has been that it's a living church. It's what I've been taught since the moment I was converted. This is a living church. We have prophets and apostles who, who are able to respond to needs today. Um, you have the power to do that. And so I'm asking President Nelson and anyone else who's listening, I'm asking that you take these concerns seriously and that you act now. now. We are here to help. We are currently working on our training package. And I'm so excited to be able to report, as is Sarah Elizabeth, that we are hearing so many great things about the response from church leaders who are mm. who've started to receive these letters. Um, they share our concerns. Um, and yeah, okay, there's there's a lot of silence still out there. You know, there's a there there are bishops and state presidents don't really know what to do with this. But for the most part, what we are hearing back is that this is important to them too, and that they're going to start raising these questions. God bless the state presidents, bishops, and church leaders who are engaged in this effort to raise questions to, and to raise awareness of this subject. We bless your efforts and we are so thankful to you for it. Now, what we need um, others to do is to join with us. Please help us make our voices heard across the world. People are sending out template letters, signing the petition and adding their names to the open letter. We are in very good company here. Anyone who cares about Mormonism has been um, has been speaking about this subject over recent weeks. And so we are standing shoulder to shoulder as members of the church and people even who have um, disaffiliated from the church community, but whose hearts are still turned towards the members of this faith and keeping children and vulnerable adults safe. This is such an exciting time and we thank you for taking the time to listen. Now, before we close out, um, we do have a, a, a Got a final message. I'm, I've got a final call to action for you all. But what I'm going to do is uh, see if Sarah has any final closing thoughts for us. Do you know, my my only closing comments are: please do not delay, because every day you delay is risk of harm to another person who will end up with their faith and their trust in God. I think we're losing Sarah's feed just ever so slightly there. So just while we try to get that back, yeah. I'll just very quickly let you all know that what we need you to do as soon as we end here, go check out the website, sign the petition, um, download the template letters and uh, messages to let us know if you would like to add your name to the open letter. Yeah. We've already got some wonderful people in the chat who are agreeing to do that. But um Despite entering a national period of mourning, we also would like to suggest that you head over to the Sunstone UK page. I will put a link down here in the comments where the Sunstone UK team are just about to go live with their own podcast and Guys, it's going to be spectacular. So I would really encourage you to check that out first. So what I'm going to do is hand back over to you, Sarah, now that we've got you back. And would you like to share, again, your closing thoughts? Yeah. President Nelson, Quorum of the Twelve and the Quorum of the Seventy, this 
is urgent work. This is work that children rely upon you to do so they are not harmed and their faith in God is not destroyed by abuse from ecclesiastical leaders. We need action. We need it quickly. Safeguarding is not something that should be determined by a firm of lawyers that's primary concern is around reputation and litigation. Safeguarding needs to be determined by people whose hearts are turned towards the children. And that's where we need to go. Please keep sending us your stories and please keep telling us that, what we can do to support you. We know there's a lot of pain out there. We're hearing it. We're responding as best as we can to it. But please, please contact us if you need support as well. Beautifully put. Thank you so much to our audience. Have a wonderful night. And if you want to reach out to us, we would love to hear from you. President Nelson, um, members of the Quorum of the Twelve, presidents and elders from our area authorities, state presidents, bishops, interested members of the church, um, and those who are interested in the subject of Mormonism, of, um, of what's happening in the Latter-day Saint movement. We thank you for your time tonight and we call on you to act now. Thank you so much and have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Good night, everyone.